Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Welcome to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I'm Spencer Toon. I'm Keith McGuffey. Am I Mike Templeton? Last we checked. <laughs> Last time I checked, <laughs> I am. I checked, therefore I am. There you go. And someone's been watching a little too much Moon Knight lately. All right. <laughs> I'm still it's not so caught good. Up. It's I, so good. I'm only an episode behind, and yet I feel like I'm like at the start of a season of game of thrones and everybody else has finished it like something well, I mean, crazy only, must have happened there's only two. there's only the two episodes so yeah, that's I what i mean like everyone's talking about it and like there's only two episodes i've, I've only seen one and i already feel like i'm way behind something yeah. <laughs> i've well, only seen worry. the first episode too <laughs> i keep don't worry much. we're not we're not talking about it on this podcast so. yeah right but I've been watching that in Young Justice, and now Close Enough has come out with a third season, and I have to watch that too. So well, you know what I just watched, and I wouldn't mind talking about it for an hour and a half, maybe. Sonic the Hedgehog two. Well, you know, when we start our <laughs> don't sound too excited. When we start our sister podcast, yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog Power Hour. <laughs> I'm like way out of the loop, like. My wife and I have been rewatching Reno 911. Oh, <laughs> I, I haven't seen anything put out this decade in the last week and a half. <laughs> well, they have they have like the revival season of Reno 911. Uh, we haven't seen that. We're, we started like season one, just going through it. Uh, oh yeah. man! Uh, but yeah, no, Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, highly recommend it. Just absolutely so much better than the original. Uh, I think to me it fixed everything I didn't really care about um and there's like there's one part that dragged they could have cut short but other than that like I'm grinning from ear to ear the whole time Sega give us money <laughs> honestly like and, and that's the thing is like I I'm and so I can make this Ninja Turtles related because it's a Paramount movie and who's making Turtles movies Paramount. Paramount. So, um, so what I kind of hope translates here because they're able to see how much of a fan reaction like everybody has to Sonic and the changes they made to Sonic and just like the kind of respect and heart that they put in, especially into Sonic Two. Um, I really hope that translates to the Nickelodeon team putting together this this Turtles movie. All right, we gotta play our favorite game, Six Degrees of Ninja Turtles. This one's really easy though because there's only one degree, right? From the Sonic movie, uh, there is only Turtles. one degree exactly. So Ninja Turtles, 
the biggest connection there is that uh, Sonic the Hedgehog is played by Benjamin Schwartz, who played Leo in Rise of the TMNT. There you go. So many connections. But, <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of hoping that they uh, that they don't actually try to go for a. Uh, what they think fans will like with the Ninja Turtle movie. <laughs> well, I mean, well, that's the thing. That's the thing. It's like there's there's the difference between what they think the fans will like and what they know the fans will like. And so I think yes. the first the first movie is is the latter the or the former the what they think fans will like, and I think Sonic Two is an example of they know what the fans will like. But what's with Ninja Turtles? I feel like that means we're going to be getting a live action version of the 87 series. Well, I mean, that is kind of the thing that makes the most money. I am very aware of this fact. (laughs) But I mean, like, it's it's too young to be this jaded. (laughs) I know you're really too young to be this jaded. Um, I'm too young to be this jaded. (laughs) You are too young to be this jaded. I am, I am, I am. But I'm I'm the jaded one. That's what I mean to say here. Oh. (laughs) But there's like, um, there's a lot in Sonic 2 that, like, I'm saying, like, they kind of took a lot of the original stuff that they know fans would like. And and what was cool, sorry, I got the hiccups all of a sudden. What was really cool is that they added stuff for younger generation fans. So mild spoiler, there's like Sonic Adventure references. So if you didn't necessarily grow up on the original games like I did, and you grew up on like Sonic X like Spencer did, you know, there's stuff for you in there. Oh, wow. Does Rouge the Bat enter and you just start hearing sexy saxophone every single time she shows up on screen? <laughs> uh, I am not going to spoil that here on this podcast. Oh, okay. You heard it here first. Sexy saxophone and Sonic. <laughs> so. I don't know, to me, that's the funniest thing whenever I've gone back and seen any of Sonic X is like every single time like Rouge enters, there's just this theme and it's just saxophone. And it's just mm-hmm. like, this is... This is a lot for this bad character. <laughs> now, does he go fast, like the theme theme song says in the movie? Uh, God, I really don't want to spoil it for you guys. Okay, I really All don't right. want to spoil. Right. Oh man, to buy it myself, I guess. Yeah. Buy myself a ticket. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely go go check it out. Um, because that's I I want to see it again. <laughs> like it's just that good. Mm. All right, we, we got to get back to it. I, I know you said you could talk about this for an hour. I feel like yeah. you have already. Oh, so, yeah. Spencer, what are we doing tonight? You, you caught me. You caught me. I, I thought I was getting away with it. <laughs> tonight, we're going to talk about something that uh, isn't what the traditional Ninja Turtle fan uh, necessarily likes, I guess. <laughs> isn't the 87 <laughs> series. I'm just kidding. Uh, but we are, well, we are going to talk about these things, but every, you know. Was, that was a good burn. They just, it was just a, I'm done being jaded now. We're having fun. So. Is that the name of our new segment? I'm done being jaded. I'm done being jaded now. Yes. <laughs> um, we're covering issues six through eight of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Urban Legends, The Image Run, Volume 3, 
Yes. The names that are there. That's that's issues six, issue seven, and issue eight. Yes. All entitled. Joke. But yeah. All, all yeah. That's a, that's a better joke. I should have said that. So I was trying to steal Keith's gag, and man, you you made the gag better, Keith. That's, that's why it's your gag. That I'm I'm trying to teach you, young grasshopper. <laughs> Well then, uh, let's let's get into it then, since yeah. we've had a very long intro uh, talking about Sonic, and let me tell you a story. The Ancient One did tell me a story I think you guys would want to hear, about Master Splinter's master, Hamato Yoshi. Well, let's hear it! So, this issue was released in January of 1997. The story is by Greg Carlson, art by Frank Fosco, inks by Andrew Pepoy. Colors by Adam Gazowski. Letters by Chris Eliopoulos. The original series editor is Eric Larson. Assistant editor, Megan Brown. Publisher, Greg Goldstein. And these are the credits specifically in the Urban Legends version. So I think the assistant editor and publisher are from IDW uh, republishing this. So the Turtles are now back at Leo's Lair. Uh, where this whole thing started finally cleaning up don is testing and discovering more about his armor and his brothers decide they're going to put him to the test in battle they attack don and uh, he does really really well against them casey is coming to deliver groceries to them when he sees the turtles fighting a cyborg because he's forgotten that donatello was a cyborg now that they told him about this he takes the chance uh, to don his mask once again and his golf bag and attacks Donatello to help the others. He actually gets a few good whacks in, causing Donatello's armor to take control. He takes down Casey and is going to kill him. Luckily, the turtles are able to convince the armor not to do that. Mikey leaves with Casey to go back to their place, as in Casey and April's and now Mikey's place since he lives with them. April is all ready to go to the party to celebrate Casey's promotion to assistant produce manager. We also learned that April has been submitting Mikey's novels and poems to publishers for him. Uh, while all the novels were, were turned down, a magazine paid him money for some of his poems. And he and April celebrate his 20 bucks that he just got. Uh, we also learn in the conversations here between Casey and April that uh, they've been trying to have another kid. Well, they've been trying to have a kid with between him and April. And uh, they've been having a really hard time with it. Casey and April leave, and Mikey is left babysitting Shadow. Shadow has Mikey wrapped around her finger, and she gets him to read her a bedtime story, uh, one that she knows he doesn't like and will make him fall asleep. And he does fall asleep, and so she's now able to sneak out of bed for more playtime. While she's up and about, she gets kidnapped. To be continued. Bum, bum, bum. Continued in my issue, uh, volume three, issue seven, originally published February of 1997, written by Gary Carlson, pencils by Frank Fosco, inks by Andrew Pepoy, letters by Chris Iliopoulos, colors for the Urban Legends version by Adam Gazowski. So Michelangelo stands overlooking April's building as the other turtles come back from searching the area for Shadow. Leo's got a lead. He thinks Shadow went to see Charlie, a homeless guy who lives in a box that Shadow likes to play in. They find Charlie dead with three parallel puncture wounds in his body, 
and they assume he was killed with a sigh. Now, Raph says it wasn't him, and that it must have been some other ninja. Since Lord Komodo's moved back to Thailand, and Pimico suddenly switched sides to the turtle's side during their last encounter, that really just leaves the Foot Clan as the prime suspects. Raph says that there's no way, since they have a truce, and also he reveals that the Foot Clan are his friends. Raph says everyone else has their own private lives. You know, Mike has his writing, Don has his science, Leo has his plans and studies. But Raph says he's ninja. That's all he knows. He's even gone on some missions with the foot and says it's fun. The other turtles are upset with him since the Foot Clan are killers, uh, much like every other ninja, including the Ninja Turtles, as Raph notes. And Raph runs off to prove the Foot Clan had nothing to do with Shadow's disappearance. In April's apartment, Casey is drunk and on a rampage when the rest of the turtles show up. He evicts Michelangelo for losing his daughter. April reminds him that it's her building, so Casey can't evict Michelangelo, but Casey runs off into the night. Raph arrives at the Foot Clan hideout and meets with the head council. They reveal they approve the contract to kidnap Shadow. Raph says this violates their truce with Karai, but the council reveals that Karai has been missing and is presumed dead, and that they didn't know that Shadow was related to the turtles. The council offers to return Shadow in exchange for Raph killing one of their targets, local mob boss Tony Puzzarelli. Raph accompanies some foot soldiers to Puzzarelli's penthouse. The foot are just there to observe as Raph infiltrates the place alone. He comes close to killing Puzzarelli, but decides against it after remembering his brother's words. As he searches for Shadow, a light comes on. He sees Shadow, but then Raph is ambushed by some enforcers with machine guns. He throws his size in defense and jumps out the window, grabbing the rope he used to lower himself into the penthouse. The foot are not pleased that Raph didn't kill Puzzarelli and cut the rope. To be continued. So like I was saying, Sonic the Hedgehog is just so much fun. <laughs> but that's a story for another time. Uh, we pick up in issue eight, uh, April 1997, uh, same creative team. As Raph falls, he manages to wrap the rope around one of the mobsters on the balcony, which slows his fall, but he burns his hand badly on the rope and is, as he grasps it and attempts to swing to another balcony uh, down below. The momentum is too great, however, and he then lands on the balcony, crashing through a window and lands in a heap. Don is, uh, Donatello is following Casey, trying to ensure that he doesn't get into trouble. As Donnie spies on his friend, he falls asleep. And when he awakens, Casey's gone. We find that Casey has already walked away when he's accosted by three street hoods who demand a toll for crossing through their territory. Casey flips them a quarter and the leader threatens him with a knife, demanding more money. Jones digs through his bag, pretending to be looking for his wallet, but dons his hockey mask and grabs his baseball bat. Casey then smacks the punks around and then wanders off, warning them that they'd better not uh, be around when he comes back. But unfortunately, one of them is carrying a gun and shoots Casey in the back. The hoodlums then surround Casey, moving for the kill, but Donatello shows up and runs them off. Donnie picks up Casey and heads off towards the hospital. Back at April's apartment, Mikey wakes Leo to watch the news bulletin about a giant bat mutant attacking people. April gets a call from Donnie and heads out to the hospital while Leo leaves to investigate the bat creatures. Mikey stays behind until Raph checks in, but soon after the others have left, Raph appears, torn up and battered from his ordeal. Raph collapses into Mikey's arms and tells him about his adventure where Shadow is being held. 
Mikey cleans Raph and puts him into bed and then goes off to save Shadow on his own in an attempt to make up for losing her in the first place. Mikey arrives at the apartment and overhears a mobster that reveals Shadow is now with Big Tony in St. Paul's Cathedral, where he's having her baptized. Mikey heads over to the church and grabs Shadow in front of the entire crowd, running off with her. The mobsters chase Mikey up to the bell tower, but Mikey manages to escape. And Big Tony then calls on his nephew Joey to uh, find Shadow. Back at the hospital, April and Casey are making up when Mikey arrives with Shadow, and a tearful reunion ensues. Old storytelling. Yeah, and it actually kind of wrapped up the arc, more or less. Like, it was, you know, it's kind of good that we got it grouped in the three that we did. Yeah, we kind of looked out there, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk more about this stuff in the second time around. Hey, uh, nice junk. So, first thing I want to say about issue six is that issue one, you know how before we said, like, oh, maybe, you know, since they're back in the sewers, maybe it's Leo's place. It really was Leo's place. So, good on us, I guess, for inferring that very early on. <laughs> We figured it out. I think it was Spencer who put that out there. And I I noted that right away. That was like the first line is Michelangelo's like, hey, Leo, we cleaned your place. I was like, ah, Spencer, you're such a smart egg. (laughs) Oh, you know me. Damn it, Spencer. (laughs) Getting it all in one shot. But it is nice to see that there is some continuity from volume two that it really is continuing. You know, even though this is ended up not being canon, it was continuing off from number three. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of volume two, uh, back in volume two, issue issue one, remember that was like the all the turtles' dreams and Casey's dream. Uh, Michelangelo's dream was to be a publisher. And here we see him publishing his first work. So this is like the first step in him achieving that dream. Yeah. Yeah. Like there, there was like, it's there, there is a couple like neat callbacks to Mirage. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh like that that's the specific one that i that i was thinking of i was like oh like that's neat that they called all the way back to that yeah and i forgot to mention this last time but raf's nightmare was a a rat becoming a giant monster and splinter turned into a giant bat last couple issues so yeah yeah oh this must be real embarrassing for him then (laughs) right um another thing so in issue seven if we're done with six uh the turtles code on killing is officially like defined you know like donatella says to raf like we've only ever done it in self-defense or like you know in battle kind of thing but we don't just go out assassinating people for like you know getting paid to do it you know like that's like we don't do it we don't do it willy-nilly yeah we don't do it for money and therefore, we're better than people who do it for money, right? Yeah. <laughs> we only do it when they've killed someone we love or if they're trying to kill us, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, um, that's been pretty which, consistent, which really. Seems, yeah, like, that's that's pretty consistent. Like, and which seems fair, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely not the gritty killing that a lot of people think Mirage is all about. Well, yeah, this thing is, like, I don't know, you have people that just think that they just, like, kill everyone just willy-nilly you know like i've even seen like you know ads for like fan movies where like some guy's just like robbing a place and raf just like stabs him with his side and it's like it's like no like that's that's not what they would do in that situation even even Raphael, i mean does he go nuts in body count and like is that kind of a a weirdo thing like yes but that anyway but that story is kind of its own special thing anyway 
Um, yeah, it's kind of kind of not canon really anyway. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's not really canon in my opinion. <laughs> so that's the thing though, is like the turtles. What you know, like well, what does take some nods from it in this, like for example, Casey has his mask from body count in it. Yeah. Um, but you know, more or less, it's it's kind of a that's uh, kind of an out of character story. Um, but anyway just putting that out there that that's kind of the the code and i think that applies to the mirage stories as well as to uh, as well as to these and hey speaking of casey uh if you remember back in volume two issue one his nightmare was losing shadow and that's what happens in this issue oh yeah yeah but yeah they totally followed up like actually on a lot i know that's I tell you, once we get once we get through this run, go back and read that that issue, and it makes a lot of sense. It's really cool how they tie it all together. Yeah. Another thing is we get the first uh, appearance of Antoine, aka also Antonio Puzzarelli, who also shows up in IDW during the City of War arc. Uh, in in IDW, they call him Antonio instead of Antoine because Antoine is actually French, and so they corrected it to actually be Italian. Yeah. Antonio. Um. But he's in the IW series, so there you are. That's he has cool. two appearances. So this is his first one. <laughs> Another thing that I noticed in the Urban Legends version is an ad for Munchkin, uh, the Ninja Turtles Munchkin, which I love. Uh, fantastic game. If you ever see it in a game store near you, pick it up if you like uh, Munchkin games. I have it, but I haven't played it. I just... But yeah, on can't say I've ever can't say I've ever played it. So yeah. it's fun. I I enjoy it. You know, it, it's it's called Munchkin. You know, for the re, like for the term that you call people that play Dungeons and Dragons that are Munchkins. You know, like you call that someone that just likes the the fighting and looting and, and burning and doesn't really you know care about anything else. And so mm-hmm. it's kind of what the game is, is centered around is fighting monsters and getting treasure. Like that's kind of <laughs> uh, all it is. So it was originally set in that setting, but then they've taken it and, and done it with other brands. So Ninja Turtles, they've done it with all the art on the cards is by Kevin Eastman. It's really fun to look at. That's kind of why I bought it was like, it, it's a lot of like characters you'd never really see him draw, like the neutrinos and Bebop and Rocksteady and stuff. It's, yeah. It's a cool set just for that. Yeah. Now you see Bishop in there. It's, it's, got, it's based on the IDW series, which is awesome. Because you get a wide variety of, of those characters that you never really get to see anywhere else. No Antonio Puzzarelli, I don't think, though. So. No. <laughs> War hadn't come out when this game yeah. came out. Right. I <laughs> ah, got it. Now, I think, Just missed them. Yeah, I think that it was probably around issue 70-ish at that point because it's got characters from the Dimension X arc. It's got Hakkar and it's got... Uh, it's got about hacker Darius Dunn. Um, so it's that's kind of where it goes up to in, in the characters that came out that are in it. All right, I got for seven. You guys ready for eight? Yeah. So the only bit I have for this, and I got this from a TMNT entity. So shout out to that website. But outside of the pub that Casey's drinking in, uh, there's a sign for Big Bang Comics. Uh, and the turtles actually appear in Big Bang Comics in a story written by Gary Carlson. I think Big Bang Comics is like Gary Carlson's baby. So 
kind of a cool shout out. Oh, yeah. it's pretty neat. Yeah, I don't have I don't have anything for issue eight. It, it's it's hard for me to like say I noticed anything in these books because like so much happened very quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I definitely didn't catch that. Yeah. yeah. No, it's definitely one thing that I would say about these books is that a lot happens uh, all at once when you're reading them. Cool. Should we move on to some anchovies? Yeah. No anchovies. You put anchovies on this thing and you're in big trouble, okay? I call it low. Like I said, these move these books move really fast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we had an uh, entire kidnap and rescue within two issues, you know? <laughs> yeah. It was <laughs> that just doesn't happen it was anymore. Really, it was really yeah. Like kids don't do that nowadays. Um <laughs> It was really hard to kind of keep up with everything because it was going so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I admit, like, you know, I, I do this a lot with other comics too, like, especially reading them digitally, I had a hard time telling where the issue ended. Like, mm-hmm. I, I know it, like, it ends by showing you the art of the cover, you know, that you're going to, but it doesn't actually, like, title, like, it doesn't number it. So I just mm-hmm. kind of kept reading and I'm like, wait a minute, I'm in issue nine now. <laughs> yeah no it it's definitely goes at a breakneck pace i don't know i can't say that it bothers me uh really i don't know there's, there's something about it that's kind of novel i think i just i think i just need a i think i just need a breather yeah like, between things because we go straight from like them training donnie like i think the only breather we really got was mikey and shadow like playing yeah Mm-hmm. But that, but the thing I probably really hated the most is how much like the turtles are like mean to each other. Yeah, my my like, one big anchovy is like when when they're talking to Donatello and he's like, "I'm afraid I'll hurt you. I don't want to fight you." And they're like, "Well, then you'll be scared forever. And if you're scared, then you're worthless to us." Like that's yeah, like, that's like, a little extreme, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's incredibly extreme, and it's like it's so mean and like mm-hmm. mean spirited, and it's like, why would you say that to your brother who's like literally becoming like he's been this cyborg for like a day, right? You know, and you're like treating him like he's um, like you're treating him like he's the monster you guys don't want to be treated as. Um, and like there's other stuff too like when Raph like really digs into Mikey and calls him an idiot for losing Shadow and it's like she was kidnapped he didn't lose her yeah yeah you know like they're there's they're all they're all like unnecessarily harsh to each other Mm -hmm. Um, which is, is something like I don't like seeing that and I feel like because it's image comics like they're trying to be edgy and be so mean to each other because that was the style at the time. Like, you know, all characters were assholes back then. Right. <laughs> you know, you've got, they, they basically turned all the turtles into four Wolverines, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, that's not necessarily what I want to see, you know, and might and Leo's kind of like just not there in these issues. Well, yeah, because he even like runs off at the end to go to Chicago. Is that right? Was it? Was he going to Chicago? I for, I like I forgot what he, what he was leaving for. 
Yeah, because like, there was reports of giant bats. I think. Oh, in, that's right. He's following. Yeah. He's following the mutant, like the mutant bats. Mm-hmm. You know, because like when they they were saying like when they get shot, they turn back into humans. Yeah. And so that's how. Then so that's how they figured out that it was the mutant bats, and it's like, okay, like this is this is a new thing for mutagen that we've actually never seen before. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, no, so that's the thing is that we're going to Chicago so there can be some heavier uh, image crossovers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, because that's where, you know, that's where Savage Dragon lives. So it's back to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's not going to be any more Savage Dragon, but there are gonna, there's going to be other characters. Yeah. Spoilers. Well, there you go. My, my other anchovies, just kind of like, okay, so, so, the mob boss didn't know that shadow existed but also he like paid the foot to kidnap her but also how did the foot know that that was his granddaughter because she was born in nevada like that all kind of didn't really make sense to me like why how did the foot approve the contract and then also they want him dead like i kind of wish there was a little clearer answer there you know and it was kind of weird that like we got all this weird backstory for like Gabriel. She's mm-hmm. like a mob princess, and it's like I didn't get that from her backstory at all. When she, when she, like I never got, I never got the sense that she ran away from something, right? Like this. Well, she didn't run away. It was his son that married her. Well, that had the child with her. Not maybe not married, but you know, had the child with her. So I think the son had probably run away and just met this girl and then the foot figured out. So wait, wait, okay. So wait, 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 wait. Oh. So, oh, because I thought Gab, I thought Gabby was his daughter. No. Yeah, that uh it, it was his son who slept with Gabrielle. Oh. Um, that actually makes a lot more sense that like his son would run away, sleep with someone in Nevada. Not that she got pregnant in New York and her man to Nevada. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I like that a lot better, actually. Yeah. yeah I mean, we, we okay, don't fully so get those details, but you know, one yeah. of those. Okay. So that makes so that makes sense. It's still an anchovy for me because it, it really ties Gabby into this weird thing that I don't like, mm. but but I hate it less. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, like, you have no idea what Gabrielle knew about this guy beforehand. I mean, she's pretty much straight up just like picked up Casey without knowing that he was going around New York beating up dudes at night and you know hanging out yeah, with and I think, turtles and i think that's what i i think that's what i don't like about it is that it kind of it, it it puts gabby in this weird position of like what did she know about the guy that she was originally like you know because because he just slept with gabby right like they weren't as far as we know yeah we really don't know yeah that's the thing yeah so like it, it just it raises all these questions about like gabby and it's like her story's kind of over yeah, and it's like it, it feels weird, you know, making her connected to the mob like this. Mm-hmm. Do you think that like she had a thing for really dangerous guys or just guys who ran away from New York? Yeah, right. <laughs> she's got it. She's got it. She's got a type. It's a very niche type. It's very niche. Type. Incredibly, you know, if it's one of those, if I had a nickel for every time it happened, I'd have two nickels, <laughs> which is not a lot, but it's weird that it happened. It's not a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love that that's our I love that that's our new catchphrase. <laughs> our new catchphrase is a quote from Phineas and Fur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's worse it's for a me, great man. catchphrase. Yeah, it is. But uh, yeah, no, it seems like she likes guys with a double life that have run away from New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and so my last like major anchovy uh, is I I still really don't like the art. Mm. Yeah, it was kind of my uh, some of the art in some spots is like there's one more April's it, crying and her face just looks so weird. And granted, like people ugly cry, yes, but like her face doesn't look like a face anymore. And yeah. it's like <laughs> April. April doesn't even like really look like April. Yeah. To me, like she looks like generic image, babe. Mm-hmm. You well, know, like, things too, that we've mentioned this before that like there are artists that can really draw humans and artists that can really draw turtles, and there's very few that can do both. I think Fosco's on that turtle spectrum. Like he draws a good turtle, but not a great human. Much like I don't even think he, I don't even think he draws really good turtles. Like yeah. it's 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 almost like AC Farley-ish, but yeah. like sloppier. Mm-hmm. Where like is the like, where like where the really like square bodies and the rectangle heads, but then like you know he he they're cross-eyed half the time. You know there there's that weird panel where where like Raph's talking about you know how half his face is burned off and Leo's like give me like let me kiss your boo boo, <laughs> and it's like. And it is, and it like goes into like really detailed like Squidward face, yeah, yeah. out of nowhere. <laughs> Dude, I love that. Threw me off, and I'm like, it, it's such a. I almost screenshotted it and like just post and posted it on our Twitter because I was like, what am I even reading? <laughs> but yeah, it was the art's just kind of all over the place. Like, I don't like the way Casey's drawn. I don't. I April's probably the worst one for me. Like I really hate how she's drawn, because uh, it's like it, she's there's nothing about her that's like visually interesting. She looks like a generic image, like babe, mm. like the kind of the kind of girl they would throw on like a number one because they needed to sell you know a couple comics, and so like there's no real like there's nothing visually interesting about her. Even like her hair is like. It's like a weird color, red, like a brownish red, like not even really auburn. It's just like kind of a brown. At least in the Urban Legends reprint that I was reading. Yeah. yeah. So I don't have the original color issue, so I don't know. Well, the original it was originally in black and white. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So I can't even imagine reading this in black and white. Then, oh my god! In yeah. fact, I saw a pa- I saw a panel from a later issue that we're going to be getting to. And I remember looking at that and I'm like, I can't see what I'm looking at because my eyes are bad and this panel is bad. Yeah, I think this series takes the color really, really well. Like I know we've kind of complained about color classics issues before looking like muddy and, and really dark. But yeah. like this series seems to take to it really well. I think it's just because there's less detail and inking. Um, I, think there, well. I think there is that. Like there, I, think, I think the coloring is well like, you know the turtles visually pop like i like the shade of mm-hmm. green that they chose um and like yeah you know, every time casey puts on his america hockey mask now it's very vibrant yeah and like it's i think yeah the color definitely helps 
but yeah, just the art, just something about it is just throwing me off. And it's like, I, do, I just don't like it. I'm a fan of Fosco's art, but he does get a little, I don't know if lazy is the right word, but like just lacking in detail and I, characters it, being it off model lazy, or something. Like, yeah. I mean, we I don't, don't, I don't know if it's him. Know. I don't know if it's him or the inker because like that first issue with uh, Eric Larson looked amazing. Yeah. It's just kind of gone downhill from there. And I, I, that's the only thing I think is, you know, it's still Frank Fosco, but it's not Eric Larson. I mean, that could be, yeah, that could be uh-huh. it too. Yeah, the inker could be laying like you know not having not putting in as much detail as as Larson mm-hmm. did. It could be a part of it. That wouldn't surprise me. But that's all the anchovies I got. Same. All right, that's all I've got too. So let's talk about I love being a turtle. Oh, I love being a turtle. <laughs> You're too early. You're too early. Damn it. I'll, I'll, I'll count you in. <laughs> all right. uh, so, the uh, I'll kiss your boo boo and make it better panel. I uh, love that panel. It's hilarious. I, I hated that panel. I'm it's glad you enjoyed it. Squidward. All right. All right. I'm going to have to post it now because we've talked about it twice. Um, <laughs> I thought it was funny. You know, I, like, it, granted, it is. It isn't funny. It like, is funny. Like, it's funny because it's kind of out of nowhere. But yeah, like, it's, it's but at the like, same time, like, like, like he's like, I'll kiss it better, and then Raphael's like, no, get away from me! Like you're, you're not gonna kiss anything. <laughs> what the? Yeah, does he say I, I'll kiss think... your boo boo, and then Raph says, you stay away from my boo boo. Yeah, you stay yeah, away from like, my boo boo. Like, like the okay, so here's the, thing, so here's the thing. That's that by itself is fun. Yeah, but it comes right after Raph is talking about how he has nothing and how he's got his half his face burnt off, and it's like, <laughs> I'll kiss your boo boo is something you would say to somebody who got a scratch. Raph is missing half of his face. <laughs> yeah, and so right. it's like yeah. it goes back to what I was saying. Like the turtles are really mean to each other. Yeah. And that's like I I I if this if this hadn't followed Raph's speech about that, I would like it more. Fair enough. But I it just... is, but it but but the art itself, how it it literally is Squidward, is so funny. Yes, like the art itself is funny, and the like that I'll kiss your boo boo, and him just being like, "No, don't kiss my boo boo," is funny. My boo boo, yeah. Well, I liked at the there. end. Uh, so they were like fighting Donatello, trying to put him through the paces, and like Leo and Mike retired, and they're like, "Let's let him beat on Raph for a little bit." <laughs> they just kind of like sit down and let Raph take the beating, and then Casey comes in, and Michelangelo's. He's like Casey's like trying to sneak up on Donatello and get the drop on him, and Michelangelo's like, "Hey, check it out! Casey's in stealth mode." Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> He's trying to sneak like, around. Mike sees him right away. Uh-huh. Yeah, they, like Casey's just kind of like the guy that you know hangs that you know. The, it's funny because he really is the. Uh, I've once heard that he's very heavily based on, or like Kevin Eastman when he's writing Casey Jones asks himself, "What uh, is it, Chuck Bauer, or what the the main character of Big Trouble in Little China?" Twenty four. Oh, um, character. Jack Snake. Bauer. Jack Bauer. Yeah. No, 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 no. Jack Bauer. No, Jack Bauer is twenty four. Yeah. Um, um, Snake Plissken, right? No, Snake Plissken no. is Escape from New York. Ah. Uh... It's uh, Jack. Uh, hang on, Burton. hang on. Burton. Cut, might be Jack it. Burton. Jack Burton. No, that's yeah. that's it. Jack Burton. 
Yes. Um, all about the edit all of this out because Jesus Christ, that's going to lose all of our credit. <laughs> <laughs> we got there. Uh, the no, episode no, no, that you got, weren't. We I didn't. I didn't even have to look it up because, like, I had to roll through my Rolodex. Yeah. The episode here. you weren't here, we forgot who Matthew McConaughey was, so we got no credit anyway. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't no, remember Jack... who Matthew McConaughey was. Somehow, yeah, Spitz was like, you know, the actor, the guy, uh, my, the guy who acts defense, and those things. <laughs> in my defense, I've only seen Big Trouble in Little Tri- in Little China once, uh, and that was for my old podcasts, you know, seven years ago. Yeah. But Escape from New York and Escape from LA are two of my all-time favorite '80s movies. LA is a '90s movie, but yeah, yeah. So Snake Plissken, I love. Yes. So my my point is, though, is he's very much like him in the case of like for the most part, he doesn't do anything most of the story, or like he's kind of an idiot the whole time, and like you yeah. know barely contributes because he's not like a ninja, and so he's just kind of someone that like they kind of laugh at whenever he's he's around, kind of thing. Anyway. It's very, it's just something that seems like it comes from that, that corner of, of Casey Jones is, uh, I just find it. Yeah. The interaction is funny. I thought it was really silly that they were throwing like this evening party for Casey's promotion to assistant manager of like the department. Uh huh. Like it's such a small promotion, but it's like, they're throwing this like extravagant to like party for them and it's it's cute you know it's, well, you it's know, not the kind of thing that anybody would do nowadays but it, it was for casey funny. it's a big deal i mean he was essentially a vagrant well, no, no, no. before this right for, for for casey it's a big deal what i'm saying is like it, it's really weird that like a grocery store would throw this party for such a like a small promotion mm. that, that's what i'm saying like if he was if he was promoted to like store manager and they and like everybody threw him a party because like hey you did it like that that makes more sense but like <laughs> assistant manager of like one department yeah yeah sounds like a nice place to work yeah i don't I mean, know it does. Yeah. Yeah. because there was there was alcohol at the party and you like wore a suit and that's and that's why it's even funnier to me <laughs> like, it was the 90s guys yeah, different times, different times. Yeah, different times. I gotta say, Spencer, you, weren't, you weren't even born yet. <laughs> We're getting close. We're getting close, close yeah. man. We're getting close. <laughs> I gotta say, I really love in this issue, issue six, Michelangelo's like legitimate excitement over selling his poems. Yeah, like, that I, was that was. My, I'm like proud of him. Yeah. yeah. And so I talked to you. I talked to my writer friend. And I sent him these panels. I was like, hey, look at what you and Mikey have in common. And he's like, yep. He's like, that is going right for uh, articles at IGN. So, oh, wow. Like 20 bucks an article. So uh, it was, it was, that was funny. Yeah. Also, there's, uh, I also really love Michelangelo's relationship with Shadow. Uh, just, yeah. just the whole like how she's got him like wrapped around her finger. She knows like, you know, they're playing video games together and then she knows to have him read curious george essentially but you know by some name that they can't get sued for using uh i thought it was a story that mikey had written oh maybe i don't know he seemed like he didn't like the story and so he's like ah, oh, that one again all right fine and then he falls asleep and you know she knows he's gonna fall asleep and you, know, you kind of get that yeah feeling. i just and but I, yeah i just got horrible. i just got the idea that that was like one of his stories that he didn't want to read again but uh um, maybe Maybe, yeah. 
but I, I find it uh, just really heartwarming, I guess, and fun uh, to see. No, that. it was cute. Yeah, it was, definitely. it was, it was weird that he was like, I should pay you guys back. <laughs> like that's uh-huh. his, that's his first story that he sold. And like, he's giving the money to April I don't even remember why. Like, it just didn't seem like it was a good reason. Because he lives with her. Because, yeah. <laughs> but he, like, yeah, but he, like, babysits Shadow for them. But, so you it's know, like he's, he lives he's with earning her. his key. She submits his, his work for him, all that. You know, I think he just. Just the cost of stamps, reimbursement. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Um,. The other thing that I also like is just Donnie's kind of struggle with controlling the armor and, uh, you know, trying to figure this thing out and how to use it. I actually do like that and kind of how it can take control and he's trying to keep it under control. Uh, God, that panel, that panel where it looks like he's going to shoot himself in the head. (laughs) Oh my God. I laughed so hard. And why was that like the first thing he was doing? Like, Try and like cut yourself with a knife first or something, man. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Shoot your hand off instead or something, you know, your toe, maybe. Yeah. Could you imagine if Superman was like, I wonder if I'm invincible? And then just like tried to shoot himself in the head immediately as like the first test to see if he was invincible. That's a terrible idea. Yeah. It's like maybe, I mean, maybe not your pinky toe because you know you you, you can't walk, you'll just fall over without your pinky toe. Right. But you know. A peacemaker reference, you know, but maybe your pinky toe is what you should start with, you know, something that's not your head, <laughs> yeah, really. All right, issue seven. Um, I've said this about so many issues so far, but like the original cover for issue seven is one of my favorites. It's the one where like Raph is jumping with the hockey mask, he's got like ninjas falling behind him. Uh, uh-huh. so cool! Oh my god, so cool. I'm so upset that I'm not upset. I'm regretting that I bought the new covers and not the old covers because the old ones are awesome. Yeah. No, I've got uh, I've got the B cover for issue six, and that one's really cool too. That's where you got like Casey like on Donatello's back with like the chainsaw. <laughs> Speaking of which, I I don't know. The more I look at it, the more the American flag mask does kind of grow on me. You know, just uh, as over the top as it is, there's something about it that is kind of cool because it's so like over the top <laughs> yeah and it's like i always thought it was weird that they use his american flag mask but i guess they are using his regular mask for Raphael, so it looked kind of weird if they're like two guys in the same mask mm-hmm. so maybe that's why they did it i don't know yeah are you there mike yeah i'm here okay, okay. cool 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 um, I, just any, I just didn't have anything to add. <laughs> oh, no, no problem. I gotta say, I, I really love issue seven. Like, I think this is probably the best issue of this series so far. We had another, like, opening picture that's, like, Michelangelo in the shadows, like I liked a couple issues ago. Yeah, I love uh, the opening page. I love, like, the turtles kind of trying to, to, to determine, like, who the enemy is and narrow it down because they don't really know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was cool. It was like cool detective work they were doing, yeah. like running through the sources and then like mm-hmm. you know, and then I, Raph kind of opening up about like why he hangs out with the foot. Kind of, and thing. I love like, that. I I think that's like that's the coolest thing for Raph that like this is the life he knows. So he found people that have the same life, and like it's kind of an interesting reveal that like 
he's friends with these guys, you know, like, yeah, that's a totally different take than we've seen. But I also like the development that comes from that, though, when he finally decides that, like he needs to draw a line somewhere that he's like, oh, wow, mm-hmm. this isn't me. Like, I, I'm not just going to go out and assassinate people. Yeah. To do yeah. so. Yeah. They are the mob boss. <laughs> yeah. So we get all that and we get like Casey's alcoholism surfacing again and his relationship with April, like putting her foot down that this is my house, not yours. Like there's a lot going on in issue seven and it's all really good. I really enjoy it. Yeah. I really like how like dark and mysterious the foot are as well on top of all that. Like they're like just the way they're portrayed is really cool. They're yeah. very like much in the shadows. Uh yeah, they, well, they, they tell Raph, like, you could join the Foot Clan, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they offer him a spot, and he's, like, very respectful to them. It's it's cool. It's, it's I really like this issue. Yeah, no, it's, it is really good. I, I enjoyed it, too. Um, I don't think I have anything to add. I think you pretty much hit the nail on the head. Sorry, stole the thunder on that one. I'll let oh, you're someone good. else start That's, for number eight. Yeah, you're, you're good, you're good. You're good. All right. Issue eight. Turtles and cathedrals. Uh, So the uh, so if the last issue was Keith's favorite cover, this one was actually mine. Um, I I really liked it, and especially like the end when Mikey was hiding like under the gargoyle and like hushing Shadow. Mm -hmm. Um, I I thought that was really cool, and like I because I I genuinely didn't see it at first. Until Same. like I was like really looking at everything, and I was like, "Oh, that's really cool." Yeah. Well, it's funny because he's actually like pretending to be a gargoyle. Like the guy has yeah, a he... foot on his shell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, like the more you look at it, the more you look at it, the better it gets. Because like, like you said, he, like Mikey's pretending to be a gargoyle, and the and the mobster is like literally like resting his foot on Mikey's shell. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, I thought that was a lot of fun. Like I said, I'll I'll always like turtles in uh, cathedrals for whatever reason. You know, just fights in cathedrals are just you know cool. You have uh, just the you know gothic or whatever type style of architecture and architecture and statues and things. It just makes for a cool, pretty setting. And then you've got like a fight going on in the middle of it too. So Daredevil, when it does that, or Ninja Turtles, it's it's just cool every time. Oh, that's a good that's a good callback daredevil um but even like the fight going on in the cathedral like michelangelo sets a priest on fire in this issue (laughs) he does just like wow (laughs) like i did not see that coming and then frankly i kind of liked it (laughs) yeah it was funny i i I mean i guess i didn't really process to me that like oh yeah because like it he kind of does it like off panel it doesn't show him until after he's lit him on fire so i guess it never really clicked with me like oh wow he just lit a dude not just a dude but like a priest on fire <laughs> yeah during a service during a, a priest service. on fire yeah still as a kid back disguised as a monk or you know as a whatever the mm-hmm. yeah turtles, turtles turtles and cloaks in general that's just it's such a good look yeah this is a great thing about turtles too because like a couple of issues or episodes ago spencer was saying how he hated that michelangelo was always talking about pizza and pizza ovens and whatnot and here he's lighting a guy on fire so you get within yeah. turtles you get the full spectrum of every turtle yeah. <laughs> there you go spencer 
He's turning a priest into a pizza oven, you know? Like, oh, yeah. Boo. So you a pizza oven? Boo. Sorry, I had to make the first pizza oven reference in the spirit of the 87 series. Right. I gotta uh, say, too, I, I was a little disappointed at the end of, what, issue five? When they're like, oh, Splinter will just come home at some point, you know? Like, they just let him fly off. They lose him in the, the mass of bats. But they... Yeah. They don't like wait until this story is over to even start that one. Like Leo leaves before the rest of the team to kind of figure that out. I like that it's like, like the story just keeps going. You know, they haven't lost track of that plot. Yeah, I had to I had to catch up and read those two issues because you guys covered that while I was on the episode I wasn't here for. So it was mm-hmm. like I had to catch up on that. So I had to read like five issues in a row to catch up. That sounds fantastic. Uh, if it wasn't the image series, I would say, yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, I enjoy it, so I actually do too. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not terrible. Like the image series definitely has its own charm. Oh yeah, and there's definitely flaws with it, like mm-hmm. some very yeah. pretty serious. Very flaws. on the yeah, whole, very I really enjoy glaring it. ones. Yeah, no, we've talked about the major yeah, flaws, but overall, like it's a net good comic for me like it's a net good thing i enjoy it i agree i I, yeah like i'm i'm genuinely excited to see this all the way through are we ready for our next segment and that's all she wrote on uh these three issues all right mike this is your cue and a one and a two and a teenage mutant ninja turtles right so close man ah damn it This is April O'Neil of Channel 6. All right. In uh, toy news this week, uh, so we are kind of rolling on through all of NECA's big announcements and reveals. And on uh, Sunday, uh, they had teased, I think it was Sunday, Saturday or Sunday, they had teased a back corner of the Ninja Turtles turtle van uh, for their tune line um, with a little shot of Mikey and Mondo Gecko skateboarding uh, past it and with the hashtag coming soon. And little did we know how soon that would be because on Turtle Tuesday, they did the full drop reveal of the turtle van. Oh, no, sorry. It was Monday they did the full reveal of the turtle van. Yeah, it was like less um, than 12 hours, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was Yeah, it was super quick. And then even less, like even quicker, uh, it went up for pre-order on Turtle Tuesday, this past Turtle Tuesday. So two, three days ago as we record this. Um, so I got I to gotta pull up the specs. Hang on, because <laughs> this thing, uh, it's pretty wild. It is uh, fairly large. Um, not, not as big as the Super 7 one, right? Not as big as the Super 7 um, party wagon, um, which th- they, you, they specifically call this the turtle van. So this is eight inches wide at the front where the grill area is in the windshields, 14 inches long from the front to the back, and then 12 inches to the top of the spoiler on the top of the car. Uh, so pretty big. Um, it is out of the 
two uh like the two collector ones this one in the party wagon uh this is the smaller one there is a third party uh turtle van that's in production from a company called uh underground arsenal um it's a chinese company so it's totally not licensed um but they're doing one for around the same price that's kind of split the middle so it's smaller than the uh uh, smaller than the party wagon, but larger than this turtle van. Yeah. So Super 7's party wagon is based on the toy. NECA's turtle van is based on the cartoon. So there's slight differences Correct. there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, major differences, um, at least to me. Like, you know, the. Oh, yeah. If you, it's the if kind you of, know what you're looking yeah. at, it looks a lot different. Yeah. But. Yeah. And, and that's what I've been telling like a lot of dudes. Like, you know, if you just want you know a van on the shelf like if you don't care then yeah like mix mix what you want now this is scaled specifically for NECA's figures which are smaller than super seven so you can't really buy this for your super seven figures even though this is half the price of the super seven one super seven one comes in at five hundred dollars this one comes in at 250 which honestly shocked me i did not expect this to be under 300 it doesn't have all the extra accessories like the Super 7 one does. So it does have some accessories. Um, I don't think it has all of the same ones that, that the Super 7 one has. It definitely doesn't have as much paint as the Super 7 one yeah. does. The Super 7 one had like a bunch of blowtorches and tools and stuff. This one just yeah, seems like, like it's just a, like, it's just the it, van, basically. Yeah, it had, a, it had accessories like for the turtles to interact with. Um, and the paint on it is just immaculate. Uh, so the actual, the press release reads, based on the classic 1980s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon series, roaring straight out of the sewers and down the streets of New York City, it's Donatello's greatest invention, the turtle van. The turtles will stomp the foot flat with this mighty mobile command center, which measures approximately 14 inches long, 12 inches tall, and 8 inches wide. The turtle van features rotating roof cannons, hinged doors, rubber tires, opening shell roof, removable laser chair, foot tenderizing side doors led lights and more so packed with features yet there's still room for all four seven inch scale NECA turtles figures sold separately i like that uh the phrase laser chair is being used to advertise this because that sounds like an well, amazing product my laser well, chair yeah, if you <laughs> if you remember if you remember in uh shredder splintered I don't think they use it very often either, but they have like on the door where it flips out, they have the chair that they shoot with. Oh yeah, no, I know what it is. I'm, oh, I, no, just I think it was it. a hot riding. It was a it was hot, hot riding teenagers. Yeah, I just never heard it called the laser chair, and I wish that that was more in our vernacular. You know? Yeah. We just called it uh, the turtle's laser chair, and everyone just knew exactly what that was. So it has <laughs> on the inside, and they, they had talked about this in um, previous interviews, how like, depending on the episode, like the configuration of the, um, of the turtle van changed on the inside. Like sometimes there was a computer monitor here and sometimes it was here. So they oh, yeah. had implied that there was gonna be, like it was gonna be a little modular. So you would slide in different, uh, different walls and stuff like that. Um, it seems like they kind of did it, but not entirely. So it, uh, based on the accessories in the photos that they show on their Instagram and Twitter, there is one extra wall 
and then like the replacement uh, wall for the laser chair, like showing it folded up onto the door. Hmm. Cool. So, uh, yeah, I'm I, I'm pretty stoked. Um, it's been it's been a hot issue in the uh, community. Um, a lot of a lot of people kind of not liking the direction that NECA went with it. It is a little squished compared to how the turtle van appears in most of 87. Um, it's very, uh, like the shell roof where the turtles like launch out, like the catapult. Um, it, it, it's, it is raised in the animation model, but on this, it's like, on this NECA version, it's like, exaggeratedly raised yeah it, it looks like it's been like the whole van looks too short to me and then too tall you know it's got like yeah like it's, it's got like a camel hump on the back of it I, it i'm not gonna buy it it doesn't, it doesn't look so good to me but i also don't have 250 bucks to spend on it so yeah cool, it is but. um it, it's definitely a stylistic choice and there are some episodes of turtles where it does look like this so it, NECA is not entirely inaccurate. However, like the amount of times it looks like this in the show from what even just we've seen, mm-hmm. you know, however far we're into the show, it, it, it more often than not, it doesn't look like this. Right. It's the same with the red so, brunette. I think NECA's yeah, playing some revisionist history here. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, and so a lot of there's been a lot of complaints about the, about the design, and I even kind of joked about it the other day when I was a happy hump day because yeah, I, and I posted a picture of the hump. Um, <laughs> it's I, me personally, I like it a lot. Um, I've always kind of been more partial to the turtle van over the party wagon, um, and as much as I love the Super Seven one, and I am getting that as well. Um, I'm definitely doing this. Like, this just looks so cool to me. Uh, and it's just, it's neat. Yeah. Um, and it, it really does look like it came right off of, right out of the cartoon. As cliche as that is to say, it's really, this really does look like just right out, right out of the cartoon. Awesome, awesome. All right. So that's, Toy news, Spencer. Do we have any? Well, okay, so it's so it's yeah, so it's two hundred and fifty dollars. Yes. Uh, there are payment installments available for U.S. customers. So if you uh, go pre-order this, it's only available on the NECAstore.com for two weeks from uh, starting April fifth until April nineteenth at twelve p.m. Eastern time. So uh, you got. And the four payments, I think they've rounded out to be about 66 bucks every two weeks. Hmm. And there's no official expectation date, but this is probably going to be based on my estimate on the list that they just put out um, for their other figures that were pre-ordered, like in the last past few weeks. Um, This is probably going to be a quarter one, 2023, quarter two, 2023 uh, set. And that's it. All right. So that's toy news. <laughs> Do we have any other news there, Spencer? So in comic books, they have announced a new collection of the old original comics. It's going to be the Compendium. 
It's coming out in a hardcover. It's got a pretty steep price on it, but it's also going to include a lot of comics in one book. Um, the thing that we're not 100% certain on yet is the contents of the book because the picture they have of the cover credits Mark Martin and Dave Sim. So Dave Sim is who created Cerebus. Mark Martin wrote the guest era issues that have to do with like the time traveling little girl uh not renette different time traveling girl uh, you know it ends up like going nuts and bringing in like the fanny whacker you know bat rat and stuff into it um oh the fanny whacker oh man yes that, that's the mark what is that what is that series called i know it's got a name i can't think of it anyway yeah, it's called like something about the time traveler or something or other yeah um but I know they're not canon. I know they're not canon, but it's my favorite thing when like people are like, oh, Mirage is so dark and edgy. I'm like, there's a bad guy named the Fanny Whacker. Right. <laughs> like, come on. And for a while, it was canon. Yeah. Until Peter Laird decided it wasn't. Uh, I mean, they, they did say they were going to go back to continuity officially at the end of the guest era back during volume one. But anyway, um. The thing is, is that's what the cover says. The cover credits those people. However, the description of the book that you read on, even just on like the the most accurate one, which would be like Penguin House Publishing as well as IDW's website, um, states that there will be issues one through seven and nine through, uh, I want to say it was like 14. 14, yeah. yeah. Nine through 14. And then it's also going to include the micro series issues, including... Fugitoid number one. And that's a big deal because that hasn't been reprinted in a long time. But um looks like it also lists Tales of the TMNT number one through five. Yes, it's also got so, a bunch of the Tales of the TMNT issues in it. Which is not all of volume one. It's too short. It was seven issues in volume one. Yeah, they'll is, or eight, maybe. Yeah, they'll probably uh, publish the, the other ones in the next one or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um but What's interesting is, is that none of those issues that are listed in the description. So first off, they don't have issue eight, which is the crossover with Renette and Cerebus. So that book isn't in there and neither are the Mark Martin books. So I don't know why they're credited on the cover. So whichever it's supposed to include or however big this book is supposed to be, we don't know yet. But uh, when we figure it out, we'll let you know the details. Yeah, so this is a hardcover. Uh, looks like it's going to be $150 coming out end of September. So we'll keep you posted. There we go. Cool. All right. So with all the right. news out of the way. I think, that's all the, I think that's all the news that's fit to print. Spencer, what are we doing next week? Next week, we're going back to the 87 series. Uh, season four. We're going to talk about episodes 13 through 15 okay so that is the last syndicated episode back to the egg then we get to the saturday morning episodes son of return of the fly 2 and raphael knocks him dead all right like that return to the egg thing just makes me think of that meme every single time i hear it of like return to monkey uh I don't know, I've seen that quote on Reddit and stuff being used around. I just feel I, like it's the turtle I, version of that. <laughs> I don't understand that reference. But if you guys understood that reference, let us know somewhere on the, on the internet at Ninja Turtle PH. 
uh, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And hey, guys, we got the Discord now. We put the link out there on uh, Twitter and Facebook, and people have been DMing us on Instagram, and we've been giving it out there. Uh, come on in. Uh, you know, there's a lot of good rooms. There's, I think we're up to 10 people now, and it's like great. Um, you know, and it's, it's, it's fun place to talk about turtles, any turtles. Um, you know, you don't have to just talk about turtles. You know, there is an off topic room as well. Uh, but if you guys enjoy the show, also leave a review on whatever you're listening to this. Give us five stars because you'll love us. Uh, and because we love you. And genuinely, thank you again for checking out another episode of this show. So that's our show this week. Thanks again so much for listening. And until next time, cowabunga, dudes. Cowabunga. No, don't kiss my boo-boos. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. <laughs> Such a good bit. Right. Uh, Return of the Son of the Fly. Okay, yeah, you, you can have it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I assume there would be some sort of uh, gladiator style uh, fight to the finish on who got that one. It's Son of Return of the Fly 2. I'm guessing it's just kind of like to make fun of and parody all the old monster movies because they all have like those different kind of of names, you know, the son of Frankenstein, the son of, I mean, that's that's a different thing, yeah. but you know, like son of uh, the werewolf or Dracula or whatever they're all. Yeah. I thought it was a typo, but they have a screenshot of the title screen. Um, and so good luck, Mike, because this is a David Wise episode, so it's going to be bonkers. Oh man, maybe I'm glad. I can't it wait. Fun. Because that's a, it's a it's a return of Baxter episode, right? It's got to be the fly, right? That's Baxter. Yeah, I'll be really disappointed if it's not. So it just ends up being like a fly from Mister Ogg's universe or something. No, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> His dimension. Spencer, would you like back to the egg or Raphael knocks them dead? I think I'll take back to the egg. Okay. Return to Monkey. I don't know what Return to Monkey is. I, I don't either. I've just seen people say it. I think it's a meme. I don't know. I, I, I haven't quite understood it either. You know, it's just at this point, I'm too afraid to ask. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is Raphael Knoxon dead the one with Mona Lisa? Or, yeah. Mona? Yeah, Mona. Oh, wow. We're going to get the first appearance of Mona Lisa? Mm-hmm. I could be wrong about that. I don't see her listed in the credits. Oh. It's, oh, I think it's Raphael meets his match.
there's at some point like every other episode is like this turtle does this so yeah like, i think know, it's yeah. like after season four is when we start getting our new mutant of the week stuff kind of going on probably which honestly it sounds fine to me because like we have yet to see mondo or we know and screw loose or Mm-hmm. the that's... Rafe fill in or you know yeah you know, I mean that's something I just opened uh I just opened my ground chuck and dirt bag two pack uh yeah. they are incredible figures um also I I went to Target today and I found Ace Duck and Mutagen Man nice so uh we definitely got to get to Mutagen Man's episode so yeah no, I mean that's that's something I keep meaning to like actually bring up is like I used to always consider the show like a mutant of the week show. And I've heard a lot of people describe it as that, but honestly, seasons three through four, they're even worse than that. Like it's like, they're not, they don't even have the excuse of the fact that they're promoting toys for, for a lot of it. And the other thing is, is it's like, it's all just like the most generic, generic, like children's show episodes. Like it's the Phantom of the Opera. It's like the episode, the whatever episode, like, I feel like it's just like the most basic generic kids shows were pumping these out cranking them out as much as possible <laughs> i mean yeah, yeah you're not you're not wrong you're wrong yeah so okay. i'm really hoping for like a quality like bump up after four like I, i'm thinking that three and four because they were trying to put the episodes out there to to get their set amount um I'm hoping that after three and four, the quality kind of like picks up back up again a little bit and gets at least back to like season two levels. Yeah. Because um, what season three was like 47 episodes and then season four is the 13 syndicated plus the 20 some. There's like 39 episodes plus the vacation in Europe episodes were also done at the same time. Yeah. So that's like that's like almost 60 episodes right there. Yeah, it's just season four. Yeah, the Europe vacation though for our DVDs is included in a different season somewhere. Yeah, so. but they were produced during this time. Like, yeah. I, I think they were just it was so successful. They were making so much, so many episodes they couldn't do anything different. Yeah, <laughs> which I don't know. It's one of those things where, like, when when you're a kid, you you like stuff that. That just isn't that great. Yeah. It, it takes. Oh, yeah. I like stuff. You know, like everyone. You know, like I've talked about Sonic X. You know, like going back and trying to watch it now, and like I, I can't get through the first so many episodes of it. Like the first three or four episodes, like I can't do it. Oh yes, yeah. so Sonic the Hedgehog, man. Oh god. That <laughs> All right, I'm gonna jump off here real quick though. Yeah. Uh, cost of a turtle van today, two hundred fifty dollars. Cost of a turtle van in 1992. yeah yeah to be fair to be fair inflation that one that one inflation and that one is much smaller yeah yeah it's much flimsier probably too yeah the thing was made of very thin plastic all right right, guys hey uh have a good night i'll see you next week you too guys too next week um Got it. So, what do we have for news this week? I know the, the big one's the Turtle Van, right? Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, fantastic movie. Haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I know. It's fine. Not seen it. 
uh, I could definitely go for watching it again. I thoroughly had a good time. Good to know. Not Ninja Turtle news, but I did get that action figure that is like the first action figure I've you know ever bought. That Descendants one. Uh, so. <laughs> I was going to say the Descendants one. That's yeah. awesome. Well, it's like one of my favorite albums of anyway of all time. So yeah. I, I was like, I got to get that. And I feel like a hypocrite because I haven't taken out of the package and I probably won't. But it, like with that figure, I really feel like the package is like a huge part of the display. Like there's some where it's like, oh, this thing's got like a whole bunch of articulation. Oh, yeah. Like, no, no. Around. You're, you're 100% right. Like there are some figures that like it's all about the presentation. Yeah. Because that one's just kind of like a, a static figure anyway, right? Like, yeah. of, like you can bend its arms and its and its legs, like just just the you know you can bend the arms at the shoulders, bend the legs at the at the waist, kind of thing. Well, at that I mean below the waist, I guess you know. Yeah, the thigh. Yeah. So like that's yeah, yeah, so that's, for. yeah. So that's just the, if that's just the vinyl, then yeah, like you're totally um, you're totally fine with not taking it out of the. Yeah. So it's it's still in the package. But and it like comes like a microphone and a coffee mug that you know just kind of sit on either side of the guy. So you know it's it, it, like I said, the way it's presented in the package makes it feel like it's supposed to stay in the package. <laughs> there's a couple, yeah. No, there's there's a couple that are like that where it's like you don't want to take it out because the way it looks definitely like is lessened if you take it out of the box mm-hmm. so well yeah so it's fun i got a little milo now awesome. well, now you just need a fugitoid right? I, I do i actually stopped by a couple of my targets and it was not there so uh they well yeah they sold out pretty quickly i actually found one today um but it was the hundred dollar um the hundred dollar one signed one mm. i just want to know where all the ninja turtle fans in utah are apparently hiding because <laughs> i i have not really like you know met very many i mean i see a couple at like fanex you know i've yeah. seen a guy with a pretty good shredder cosplay a couple of guys with some pretty good shredder cosplays I've seen a casey jones uh but not you know not not a whole lot not not ones that would buy I just feel like I haven't seen enough, you know, like who's buying these Fugitoid action figures off the shelves before I can. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're in Utah and, then, and buying action figures, hit up Spencer on one of our social medias so you can you guys can meet up and have a good time. Yeah, let's let Spencer know you know where you are so he can ask you why you're buying all those figures. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Spencer, I, do you want to just give your home address right now so they can find you even easier? Yeah, be- there we go. Yeah, yeah. I'll just let's hand it out. <laughs> Put that out there in the in the internet. Are you going to listen to your but, fears and your blood type as well, please? <laughs> as as far as news goes, though, yeah, I think it's just the. Um, the I think it's turtle, turtle man. Yeah, it was there was some compendium or something coming out too, right? From oh yeah, NW. yeah, there is that too. Do we know? Oh, all right. Anything about that? Um, I so I'm kind of confused on it because like the cover uh credits dave sim and uh martin the one that wrote the the miniseries with 
I can't Mark. remember his first name. Mark Martin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they're credited on the cover. However, if you read the book description, the Cerebus crossover issue is omitted. It's not in there. And uh, it oh, doesn't... that compendium. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It doesn't get as far as the Mark Martin issues and the issues it lists. Uh, it doesn't. The description does say it includes Fugitoid number one, though, which I don't That's think cool. has been printed reprinted in a long time so um i did look it up it looks like it's not coming out until september so maybe we don't need to mention it quite yet yeah i mean it's it's news like it, it got announced we can we can yeah we can mention it you can mention that it's been announced and then we'll just bring it up again in september when it's coming out you know or we're yeah, we could we could literally say we'll we'll remind you guys again in september awesome awesome um Okay. Uh, spoiler alert. I actually really like the turtle van. And I'm going to get it. Cool. Not for you. I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I know I'm like in Super Sevens camp, but I really, I'm, I, something about it is like, it's tickling me more than their version. Yeah. I'm- Spoiler alert, I am not going to get it. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, understandable. I don't I don't think it looks that great. I don't have 250 bucks to spend on what is essentially a prop, you know. I mean, it is it is essentially a prop. It is it's a to me, it's a centerpiece to the mm-hmm. collection. Like that is something you put in the middle and everyone else kind of has to fit around it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm just getting diminishing returns on toys, I think. Like, I got the Turtles in Disguise, played with them for, like, a couple hours, and they've been sitting in my arcade behind me for weeks mm. now. And I just have not found the time or energy to pick them up again, so. No, that's, Slowing that down. is also, that is also completely valid. Like, I, I'm on the floor of my closet right now going through my action figures, and I'm just kind of like, what in this box brings me joy? Mm-hmm. Stupid Marie Kondo, man. She made us all reevaluate all of our hobbies. (laughs) Yeah, like, I... Granted, I do buy a lot of action figures because they make me happy. Um, But yeah, like, I'm just kind of getting to that point. It's like, I don't really need all of these. Like, Mm -hmm. I have three Ray action figures, (laughs) including that, that Japanese one that I just bought. So I'm definitely going to get rid of at least one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I just opened the uh, Power Rangers Turtles. Uh, they are surprisingly very fun. Good. So if you Ooh. can get them, I would suggest that you guys do. Because I don't think they're going to be around very much. And I think once they are sold out, that will be it. So if you guys liked that book, I would suggest getting them. I don't really like the Power Rangers. I haven't even read the book. Yeah. It's like one of the few Turtles books I haven't read. (laughs) Besides the Archie series, you know, the whole Archie series. I won't say I'm angry, but I will say I'm disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) 
I've been saving myself for the podcast on this series. I see. I see. Yes. A little first yeah, time around ex- action. Excuses, <laughs> excuses. I gotcha. I, I want I want it to be my first time. I want to go in fresh. I want my first time to be for the podcast. There you go. So yeah, that's kind of why I've been putting off my uh 2003 rewatch. Mm. I'm like, it would be fun to rewatch it for the podcast, but then also at the same time we're not going to watch it for like what another year yeah probably probably gonna be about a year till we get there so yeah like i guess i think i'm planning on going like on a hardcore like binge after we finish just like the technically what's more or less the mirage era of the comics so after we finish volume four and then cover the guest era i think we'll just lean in hard on finishing the 87 series if we haven't done it by then uh yeah because i think i think we'll i like i want to just get through 87 because like yeah last last week was the first time in a while that i had fun talking about 87 mm-hmm. or the last last time um but yeah, yeah it was last week. week wasn't it yeah um so that was like the first time in a while that i had <clears throat> fun talking about it but like i don't know how many more there's going to be like we've, we've got the hokum hair episodes coming up next season yeah and then like maybe a couple random ones that i'll remember from when i was young but then after that i'm like Ugh. yeah i mean i'll always have fun talking about it i think that that's the best part of it <laughs> not, it like i don't ever not have fun talking about turtles but it's like at the same time like a lot of the criticisms that like I have, we have, are kind of all the same thing. Yeah, yeah. like it's much it, like that show. Then, it's it's kind of we're we're hitting a point where it's like there's not much more to do with it or talk about or iterate on. Exactly, but exactly much like the show itself, where it's like every episode is like, get me this crystal to power the thing or whatever, you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so, yeah, say much new about it. Yeah. And so, like, I just I don't know. Part of me is like when does it hit like diminishing returns kind of thing yeah yeah i, I definitely of, think that we will have new things to say and it'll be kind of different when we get to the red sky seasons oh uh, yeah because I've, I've never seen red sky i haven't either so like the faster yeah. we get to that i'll be more genuinely interested yeah so quite the hill quite the, the hill to climb yeah though. we just yeah we just gotta get there I do think if we're not there for the what twentieth anniversary of two thousand three, we should just do like a special like one episode episode one review of two thousand three. Oh, Maybe do the I same think, thing for tenth anniversary of twenty twelve. You know? Oh yeah, I think we That's absolutely should. This year, right? Sorry, uh, 2012 is this year. Yeah. yeah, I think it aired like in the fall, uh, September uh, I October. Want, I want to say September. It was. So yeah, we can look that up. We got time. Yeah. Oh God, it's today. <laughs> <laughs> crap! <laughs> crap! Crap! Change your plans, guys. Yeah, a lot. I got a story about it locked and loaded. Don't you worry. <laughs> oh, I need. I need to. I got lots of good stories about 2012. That's great. Right. In, so fact, ready like, to... in fact, I might like. I one of my friends he wrote the Armageddon arc, that, like the mutant apocalypse one. Mm. oh sweet it's my friend gavin um 
and I know he would love he would love to come on the show and talk about it. Oh, cool! About so, how he ruined twenty twelve. Nah, yeah, uh, and there's a there's a video game streamer that I follow on Twitter. Uh, he's like, somebody invite me on your podcast, and I was like, do you want to talk about Ninja Turtles? He's like, absolutely. So, um, we might have our con our guest for video games. I got to talk to him some more. His name's Kevin. Kevin. Kevin bought it. All right. Looks like next episode of 87, we'll be getting into the Saturday morning cartoon episodes. All right. Out of the syndication stuff. 13 is the last one. So 13, 14, 15 next time. All right, cool. Oh, all right. We're ready to start this? Yeah, let's get going. Yep.